Well, it, and, and now, you know, I think it is a, probably a good one to do because, you know, that's what people are, are the, all the fears coming back about contamination. It's interesting because uh, contaminate, the, you know, of course, con is Latin for uh, together and uh, with, and uh, the contaminate part of the word comes from a, a Latin root, tangere, which goes back to tact, which is basically to touch. So the original source of the word was to to touch with or be in touch with. And of course, our general implication when we talk about contaminate is that it's not a good thing. It uh, implies causing something to be sullied or, or reduced in value or made diseased by contact. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's kind of ringing a lot of bells with me now because it, in, a, in a way it, it goes back to uh, HIV. Yeah. The whole idea that human touch is something to be feared and yeah. It's dangerous, can actually kill you to be in touch with your fellow human beings. Yeah, that was one of the, one of the feelings I had about it, too, was that the assumption that it's, that it's negative is not a, not a good reflection on the people around us, that being close to people somehow makes you vulnerable to evil or bad or disease. Yes. Yeah. It's not like we really need that message these days. Exactly. I mean, it's, well, by that I mean it's hard enough to get people to, to connect with each other in meaningful ways without having one yeah. more barrier to deal with. Yeah, exactly. There are assumption about contamination. And that evaluation, that judgment, there's a judgment in contamination. Because it, uh, and it, depending on who is touching and who is being touched, it can have different meanings. The uh, I was thinking of to contaminate something, to make it impure or evil or false by touching, by touching. I'm just thinking about how a person's attitudes or a person's intention can contaminate what it is they're showing or reaching out to other people with, as in contaminating a story by spinning it so that uh, it maybe it's, it's untruthful in that regard and serves and serves the purpose to either make the storyteller look better or the story receiver to be look worse or in some way or another to reflect a personal attitude and a personal agenda when touching the the other person and so infecting them as we mentioned before or contaminating them with our own viewpoint or trying to convince them of a lie like the russians putting paying bounty money to the taliban to kill us soldiers is a hoax Pretty good hoax since they found them cash in raiding the Taliban's offices and questioned people until they got them to admit what it was. Yeah, so there you've got contamination of, and this is, boy, oh boy, talk about a perfect analogy, you know. It's a perfect analogy mm -hmm. of the way that, that we have um, begun to think about dealing with facts, where mm -hmm. now there are people who actually, what they call, this is their word, they weaponize facts or information so that there isn't any anything that you can point to and agree upon as information. It's all it all has to do with that exact contamination that you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, there's levels, right? There's the the actual the fear about dealing with an actual pathogen that you have to be careful about human contact, and then there's the it's almost the outpicturing of what we're already doing. You know, we're already contaminating our world. We're we're, contam yeah. we're contaminating it, of course, uh, on, on the the level of you know the environment being destroyed. Uh -huh. But then we're we're also contaminating the uh, intellectual world or the mind, the world of the the world of the mind intentionally. Yes. So it nar narrows down uh, the it, it not really narrow, but in terms of to contaminate being in touch with it, uh, weaponizes that touch or has something that's so basic to us, so fundamentally basic to us as living creatures on the planet together, 
touching. It, it, it compromises and limits and distorts the most basic of, of instincts. And it's stepping back for a minute from the current scene. This is what a parent does, perhaps unwittingly. And for the child to develop at all emotionally and not be stunted, such doctors, scientists, psychiatrists, psychologists have come to agree that touch is so important in the beginning of the baby's life. And they are so receptive and in need of touch so that the nervous system can develop properly. While that may be taking place because the, the parent is touching the child a lot, and that's good. Whether he's touching them a lot, a lot or not, whatever else the parent is touching the child with in terms of their own outlook, their own viewpoint, becomes literally the nervous system of the child. Right, right. It, can, it contaminates the child. And if it can, it can, can contaminate him with love or can t contaminate him with bias and non-truths and tendencies to judge certain things in certain ways. Well, the, uh, I think I heard this in class, it may have been Perry, it may have been Thane, but said where a Catholic priest made a comment, words to the effect of, you give, give me a boy until he's seven years old, and I'll be able to tell you everything that he's going to be for the rest of his life. Uh -huh. That's the way he will behave. Yeah. And, and then so getting back like to the root of the word, as you defined it earlier, this... Um something contamination is something that's done with touch yeah and there's absolutely this touching that goes on between the parent and the child uh-huh and there is the passing from one to the other of um you know all the goodness of motherhood i suppose and and then whatever the personal history is uh, yeah so in best of all worlds that mother has enjoyed a loving upbringing herself and recognizes and wants to give the child that and the not necessarily the best of all worlds mother may have grown up in an insecure, anger-producing, unstable environment and has now got all those patterns, and they wordlessly get transferred to the children. You know, that doesn't have to do with what we tell our children, of course. We all know that we learn from our parents indeed, but we don't learn from them through words so right. much later, if at all. Right. But rather, we learn through the parents' behavior. And at a time like this, where we're being forced to to live in isolation and we create and with, with the craving for touch there's a vulnerability and an openness i think in a lot of people in times like this it's just as receptive to the person they see as parent as the child is receptive to the, to the parent all of these are words we've talked about a little bit before vulnerability uh -huh. sort of thing but it's a time when contamination is and does take place it's the communication through touch of Something negative, something positive, but it just it just happens through the behavior and and later, as I said, the words. Yeah, and and I mean, in the sense, there's several ways of touching. So there's the the way of touching between a parent and a child, or between friends. Uh huh. And then there's the way of touching of a spin doctor who takes um, a statement that is a sentence with a certain number of words in it, and then prepares an entire story weaving a story around all those words to create a fable that delivers that person's bias. Yeah, yeah. And in, in the world, in the world of people where we, we assume they're separate physical beings with different viewpoints, different attitudes, different opinions because of different upbringings, and some of which are we, we generally regard as good or sound viewpoints. I would regard certain ones as good and sound, and you know, they're the ones of, you know, that are archly erroneous in my life right now. But in the world of dimension and form and structure, these are the things we have to live with. So in order to understand how to deal with contamination, in order to survive going through a contamination, we have to look at the essential nature of ourselves and others 
and even of the virus. Right, right. Because I was just, as you were th- talking, I was just thinking um, that we're, we're, we're speaking, you know, in terms of uh, things that can be touched. I mean, first you have the biological stuff and then you have the information sure. stuff. The information yeah. stuff is like one layer of abstraction because it's still information. But right. in terms of beingness or the essence of things, the interesting thing about that is that it's constantly in touch. There's never any point when it's not in touch. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's animating everything that's alive, every, everything that exists, actually. Right. So it's always in touch with it. It's, it's literally expressing itself through the child, through the mother, through the Republican, through the virus. And, and let's 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 not forget the Democrats too. They're they're also part of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's being this being interpreted as because obviously it's nature being awareness and it be constantly being in touch and awareness that's constantly in touch means that any any expression has the power of choice at one level or another. Yeah, that which is essential to all of us is always in touch, and that which is essential to all of us isn't. We can't separate ourselves. When we're letting that ident- the, the identity that we are then have its way with us, we can't be separate. We can't be separate. And the only thing we can do is express oneness. Well, not so well, but the only thing we can express is oneness. And by its nature, wholeness, completeness. Innate integrity. Innate integrity, which must be there. It must, it must be there. By the nature of, of what it is, by the nature of, of essence. Oh, it really dear. cannot be contaminated by anything except itself. Yeah, it just takes the whole thing out of the, you know, us versus them kind of yeah. framework. I, I think what I was what I was uh, struggling for was <laughs> an insight that I, I got while you were talking about, well, that, that the, uh, how do I put this? Um, I think it's a step. I think it's a step, that it's, a, that it's a step that if we understand the oneness of being, the oneness of life, the oneness of the essential nature and character of being, it it seems to me that it gives us an opportunity not to be so alone, even when we have to physically be distant from other people. Yeah, the, op- the opportunity to adapt. I mean, if we really think from this point of view, where being this expressing as us and others, and is also expressing as the virus, then we don't get caught up in this thing of it's us against the virus. Right. Well, what it's saying is, is that what it's really saying is, I am the ability, you are the ability, anyone is the ability to express in a limited variety of ways or be flexible or adapt to whatever role needs to be played, whether to wear a mask or to wash hands and clean surfaces or stay six feet away from everybody else on the planet. It's actually saying that we're not trapped, we're not polarized from this thing. It's not the enemy. It's that part of us that is relentlessly expressing and saying, you are an expression of adaptability, of, of wholeness, and of oneness. Yes. And so it can only contaminate itself with its own wholeness and its cohesiveness, God knows. Yeah, so so really getting that, really establishing that in, in your life, establishing it in your consciousness, that that is the principle and that is the reality of being. I mean, it, to me, it changes my perspective when I'm standing in line at the grocery store. Right. Because I, I know that I have to stay six feet away from everybody else, but I don't somehow, with that perspective, I don't feel separated from these people. In fact, in a lot of ways, I feel even more connected to them than I would ordinarily because we're all in it together. Yeah, and, you know, I've met a lot of nice people in grocery store lines. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, sometimes maybe just by sharing a nod or it's an adventure. It's not an isolation. It's not a shortchanging my life, not making me give up anything except the previous concept of myself. Yes. Yeah. Which wasn't that much fun anyway. <laughs> so contamination, yeah, is a, is a good word to chew on and to look at it from all different kinds of sides. But to contemplate contamination spiritually or from, essence, from the point of view of essence, then reveals to me or you or to anyone not being made diseased, but rather using my dis-ease to explore new parts of myself and new ways to include other people in my life. New ways of touching. Yeah. Right, exactly. New ways of touching. And that's mine. That's something that uh, this has nothing to do with what Democrats or Republicans finally decide to do. Would that my understanding of this help me be help me parent another generation so that there's a better chance that the sins of the fathers don't get passed on one more time, or at least not a particular sin that I've got my hands around, really, but then something new can happen for the long run. Yeah, that's uh, something worth signing on for. Yeah.